prepared by Ashley and Martell in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this show are the host's own and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations. All right. What is going on? This is episode 10 of Black Political Millennials. Episode 10. Yes, this is your host, Ashley, you know, coming at you from my living room. And also we have. Yeah, and it's your defecto, Martel Peter defecto, and I'm in my residence and the study. Uh, just try and build. I didn't expect episode 10 to be like this or to happen like this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure episode 10 was going to be another live show. Right. But instead it's an online show mm-hmm. and that's just how it is right now but um I'm, I'm glad to be here um i'm glad to be home glad to have a home you know what i'm saying and stay in be able to stay in so i'm grateful just expressing a lot of gratitude right now yeah i agree it's definitely definitely the things you do is count your blessings right now um and we're thankful to be able to record through Zoom in this way. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to bring out some new episodes. But right. uh, we know it's so important. We There's just a lot happening right now. And as much as, you know, p- people may not want to talk about um, politics, this is like the year where it's... It, it, we, we're changing the highest, potentially could be changing the highest office in the land. And if you ask us, that's what we need to be doing. Um, but we've got some things to talk about with those decisions that we have. Yeah. Um, let me see. Yeah, first, I want to say that I'm drinking some champagne right now. And I wasn't expecting to be drinking champagne, but I am. But don't worry, I have water too. So... For people that may be worried that I'm not drinking responsibly, I do have water along with my champagne. And Ash got her cup. I do. I got my wine. I don't actually have water, but I drank water today. That's, okay. hey, that's, that's good enough. That works. You had it already. Yeah. I actually had champagne yesterday. Ooh. I was drinking mm-hmm. uh, mimosas as I was getting prepared to text bank uh with unite you know, we had our mass text banking uh for our four candidates that we have endorsed for our state election and when i was jumping on before we got started to talk with my board members um my one board member he was like ashley are you drinking a mimosa i was like i am drinking a mimosa because yeah. i can't go to brunch anywhere but i'm right. gonna have my mimosa here at home so yeah. i'm i i completely get you on your uh glass of champagne champagne sometimes does the trick i I had a good i was nice and groovy while i had to text 1500 plus folks yesterday yes i actually respond to some of those text messages today when we're done with this but we can talk about that a little later in this show (laughs) yeah so who are those four candidates let let everybody know those four candidates are of course so our four candidates um, include State Representative Summer Lee, uh, State Representative Sarah Alvarado, and then two candidates, uh, Jessica Benham and Emily Kincaid. Uh, Jessica Benham, Jessica Benham's seat, uh, she's running for that incumbent has retired. So that mm-hmm. is a seat that is completely up for grabs. And then Emily Kincaid is running against an incumbent, uh, Adam Ravensaw. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a registered Democrat. That's where I'll keep it. You know, most folks in PA are registered Democrats, whether or not they actually um, subscribe to Democratic values is the question. Yeah. But um, so we are hoping that Emily can pull out a W in that race and we can keep mm-hmm. our two seats um with sarah and summer no question i support all four of those candidates mm-hmm. it's right there um they have my support get the dub four dubs four dubs for united but yeah um 
Pennsylvania needs it because our state legislator is a joke. Legislators collectively, it's a joke up there in Harrisburg. You know, like I'm just so frustrated to say the least. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, especially now when you see how bad things are, and there's a lot happening, and it's just kind of like people ain't really trying to help you help everybody else out, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what's happening now where it's like um, you got people that's, that's standing in the way of, of help for people that's been needing help. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there's new people that need help, but let's not forget the people that needed help before a pandemic even hit. Yep. Those so they needed help before. Exactly. And those are people that are being you know what I'm saying? Because now there's cases on top of those cases already. So you got families that already didn't have groceries before May 15th, I mean, before March 15th. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already had people that couldn't get jobs or people that lost their jobs. Like, let's not forget. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of times people that are, are just put into the situation forget that there were hundreds of thousands of Americans that have been dealing with what you're dealing with right now for months or years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that we don't sympathize with what's happening, but yo, you got to realize there's a lot yep. of people, mainly black people, yep. in the country that have been dealing with a lot of the same things that everybody else is dealing with now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the thing to remember. Like, some of this stuff ain't new for us. Like, people have been through this. Yeah. 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 That is, that is the truth. And um, with that being just what it is, it's why it's so important that we, you know, pay attention to the people who have the power to make changes to do what they're supposed to do. Right. Because a lot of them ain't. Yeah. And when it comes to people that make decisions and make changes, um, the biggest news, I think, is has been what what's up with Joe Biden. Um, and what came out about Joe Biden this week. Yeah. Uh, I was I was, you said you was waiting on it? Yeah, I was waiting on something like this to come out. You know what? To be honest with you, about a month ago, I thought so too. I was like, uh, there was one point when they're like, yo, Joe Biden's this and that, and he's gone through this. And I'm like, all right. So I guess it is this guy's turn, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, is there going to be some crazy stuff that come out? Like, don't let there be no crazy stuff. And you would think, you know, some people probably like, but he's our former vice president. And a month later. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, it's absolutely crazy, Um, you know, State Representative Lee, who we were just discussing, she had made a Facebook status um, discussing this situation and the way that uh, people talk about what's going on. You know, it's we're we're really quick in this this day and age to um, have an opinion and then share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever your uh, preferred social media outlet is. And um, she basically was saying, um, resist the urge to allow politics to, to, being taking, to begin taking you out of character. Um, she's seen so many posts on her read, and I beg you all, however you feel, to think before you post. Rape culture is bigger than the veracity or the details of one individual case. It's about the way we discuss, react, and respond to rape, sexual harassment, assault, and allegations of those in our society as a whole that perpetuates and feeds a culture that impacts far more than the individuals or the individual case being discussed in any given instance. Um, I think, I think a lot of what she was sharing in this post too is that we don't realize how many people it touches with rape culture and so when folks post these opinions whether they're in agreement or they uh, disagree um, you don't know how that could be affecting people that you know and love and their own personal experiences 
in the way that you react to this, to the situation with uh, Joe Biden um, can very much uh, trigger people who, you know, have, have their own stories and experiences. Um, it's all to me extremely unfortunate. Um, I, I never want to be the person to tell anyone how long it's supposed to be for them to, you know, talk about situations that harm them. Um, it's just unfortunate that it always like has to be politicized. Like if he wasn't running for vice or for president, would we, would we even be talking about it? Not at all. Because we weren't talking about it when he was going for vice president. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you go through different vetting for president and vice president. Yeah. At the same time, nobody was talking about this then. So, you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't think we are talking about this if he's not running for president. I don't think this comes out. And I saw an article headline that said that um, Tara Reid's like, she was discouraged by what happened to Anita Hill. And seeing that whole trial, you know what I mean, unfold. And then also, and have the part like, that Bill Biden had in mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that was the first thing, that was the first thing that people wasn't vabbing with Joe Biden about was the way he treated Anita Hill. If we think back, so when he first started his campaign, that was the number one strike for a lot of people. So then now for us to go to the end of the campaign and this be it, like that just speaks to that just speaks to where he was at. You know what I'm saying? That just speaks to where his mouth state was at at that time. Because I'm pretty sure they were happening around the same time. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so Terrence probably thinking, like, I'm not trying to get exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this. I'm not trying to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to have another senator embarrass me the way that the, per- that my cute, my cute, the person I'm accused that, that violated me is doing right now on TV. Like, that's yeah. that's the whole thing, you know? That's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's I think it's really despicable. Like, I saw a picture, somebody sent me a picture of Joe Biden um, when he was younger. And he just liked the type of motherfucker that would do some stuff like that. Like, there was never a point where I was, like, I was, like, shocked when I heard it. Because I heard on NPR and I was shocked. I'm, like, you did what? You you did what? And then, like, I see this picture of uh, this individual at that time. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You like him off where you did that. Like, and, I, and I'm going to go out there and say, Terrence probably ain't the only person. You know what I'm saying? She's probably not the only person. Like, she's probably not the only, she's probably the only person that spoke out. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. It's something on paper, yep. but, but she wasn't the only one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm certain. I'm certain of that. Yeah, I I agree to that 100. Um, I mean, we we live in a patriarchy, so I I definitely believe that. On top of just, um, I mean. We, we've seen the videos and the pictures of, you know, VP Joe. I mean, he's a very friendly person. Um, and he has been called out by people before. Um, I forget who, oh, I forget yeah, who the woman was on the West Coast. He was like, she was announcing candidate, she was running for something and he like grabbed her in a way that she didn't like but at that time she told him like no don't do that let don't touch me yeah i remember that um and i i think i i also can say that i i read a i read a piece with um oh her name is slipping me uh black woman with the me too she started the me too tarana burke tarana burke um she had, you know, made a made a comment in some article that I was reading where she was basically saying, um, you know, it's unfortunate, once again, that these kind of things always come out in a way to be politicized. And she said it was it's more so just unfortunate that the response from Biden or his campaign isn't one of, um, 
you know, 30 years ago, my understanding of boundaries and um, Mm -hmm. my relationship with people, uh, you know, I didn't, he basically didn't understand like that common courtesy. Like there's certain boundaries that you need to keep between people. And it wasn't like that in the nineties. I can only imagine. I mean, clearly I was a baby in the nineties, but, um, you know, a room full of men and cute women walking around. I can only imagine like, so it's just unfortunate that we can't even get to a place of like recognizing, like it was wrong. Like, and a lot of people have made wrong decisions and uh, I, I don't know. It's, this is just all so freaking sad. Yeah. And the state of our. Yeah. This, this is a very sad precedent where the people that are running for president are known to have sexual assault, sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's not how does that speak to the moral fibers of this country where the two people that you want to run have like assaulted women, you know what I'm saying? And to some extent have expressed that they support that, that culture, like they support that, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, or they're apathetic to that or however they sympathize to people that are being accused of those things. Like, however, if you want to say it like that's not that's not good you know what i'm saying and that's that's really sad i read an op-ed in the um, new york times it said the democratic party needs a plan b yeah and, i saw that uh, headline too whenever we were getting ready for this and yeah. i it's up on my screen i'm gonna read it uh after we're done with this but no i mean i mean we do but i guess it's kind of like my thought process is the powers that be aren't even going to let that happen. Um, I, I do. I initially, when this all came out was like, I mean, Trump is our president, you know, like, are we really having this conversation right now? But then, you know, a friend, kind of pulled me back in and was like, yeah, but Ash, we can't let, we can't set the bar low because of Trump. Like that's still, that is not okay. Like, and I was like, you're right. It's not okay. I I think for me, it's just frustrating that while we're in this space of like, we need to get this dude out of the white house. Like really? Like this, it's it's May. It is May. Come on. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing? And then, to tell the Democratic Party they need a plan B, we could have had a plan B. But we didn't want plan B. This was always what the Democratic Party right. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, you're right about that. And if they let Trump win, I don't even want to say if they let Trump win. If, 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 if Trump was able to get to where he's at doing what he did, I unfortunately just don't see the Democratic Party being morally correct and right and nominating someone else because we don't have to nominate him. But they didn't want Warren. Um, I mean, Bernie's still in it, but because I mean, he is still on ballots. Like, if people are still going to have primaries, they technically could still vote for him. But, um, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just think those are the things that we need to be thinking about. This this hasn't happened. This is, this is, everything's unprecedented time. So this is kind of like the same thing where everything's been unprecedented. So we've never been in this kind of situation where we had, you know what I'm saying? Like people, cancel primaries and you know what I'm saying things like this and and everybody stepped down so early that we already know you know what I'm saying who are who the candidate is mm-hmm. um but like you said I don't think people are going to really take it serious and, and 
make those changes. But yeah, we had plenty of other plans and options. You know what I mean? We had we had at least three good other plans or options, you know? Um, and like you said, this was the plan from the beginning. You had to let it play out the way it was supposed to play out. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to have Michael Bloomberg come in and spend all this money and try to wash people out. And, you know, I you had, about how had, had to have, I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he's doing some things now, using his money to assist with the coronavirus. Like, he, I've seen him put some money towards that. So I, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some other people that have kind of disappeared and aren't really trying to be in spaces to support people during that time. So I'm glad he was able to pivot from the campaign to like doing some truth philanthropic, you know what I'm saying, endeavors and really try to save some people. So, yeah. I mean, it had to play out the way that it did. But um, I mean, we could definitely, we still have enough time to, to change candidates. You know what I mean? Like, once, like you said, this is unprecedented times. Like, mm-hmm. so unprecedented measures, measures should happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why not? Um, so I, I, that's what I would like to see and hope to see. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Because mm-hmm. the Democratic part, I mean, I already got my feelings. Like, sometimes, like, clearly I'm a Democrat. I vote Democrat. But, like, the Democratic Party has just been super trash. Like... Black folks, indigenous folks, um, you know, the base of the party is black women. Black women show up for the Democratic Party like nobody else. And what we got to show for it? Like, nothing. Obama. That's it? Like, I just, I don't know. It's just frustrating. So... This presidential election season is so frustrating. I feel like, you know, with us being millennials, like, it's it's funny because, you know, we're classified as millennials, but it's also where that age group where, you know, like the boomers, they can't, they don't realize that we're not like young, young anymore. You know, like, yeah, we're still young, but we're not like young 20 year olds just out here like, like we don't got work the next day, you know, like we're not that generation anymore. That's going out Thursday to to Sunday. Like we are, we are, you know, we're, we're hopefully at the beginning of our careers and like setting our roots and having families. And, you know, this election, this election coming up, I feel like, is going to impact my daughter so much. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, my whole thought process on these decisions that we make for our elected leaders, like now our decisions that we're making, yeah, they affect us, but they're going to be the things that our kids are going to have to like pick up. Mm-hmm. And it's, we making it real hard for these babies out here. That's, that's just to say the least. We're making it really hard. She's agreeing with us. That's why she's talking in the background. <laughs> no question. But we're making it real hard for these uh, kids no question. to be able to have to be able to have a, a decent life, a respectable life. We're making it harder and harder for them. And shit, it's hard for us. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. We gonna we gonna just keep our eye and see what happens on the on this uh this case. I know Trump is in the White House like hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cause that dude, he's all in it. All all in these headlines about Joe right now. Sleepy Joe, ain't that what he calls him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure he's eating it up, but at the same time. He knows he hasn't really had too much space to talk about that subject. He, yeah, he can't. That's so why he, I don't see him saying anything because, mm-mm. you know. So he, yeah. So he's he's definitely like he's definitely enjoying that in private, but he doesn't have the goal to come out to say anything. And then also, like, he doesn't really have any space to be doing any any kind of talking, gossiping, whatever you want to say, just because of the condition of the country right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so he probably won't really say too much. Um, but I think 
the thing that's, that we're affecting a lot for the future that people aren't paying attention to or noticing is the health and the health of everybody in the future. You know what I mean? Like we already talked about on the show about the pollution, about climate control, about, mm-hmm. you know, how the different things with coke plants and fracking and how all these different kinds of things can affect and are affecting young people. You know, you talk about the, the cancer cluster. I don't know if they're going to call it that. And Cannon McMillan with the kids and with the Cannon Mac, they were downwind from some things out there. You know, or you talk about the Mon Valley and the amount of asthma, things like this. You talk about the amount of Baton Rouge. And, you know, I mean, it's different places. So we talk about that aspect. But then now you have people that are in elected offices that denied that a real vi- a virus was real, that a pandemic wasn't going to happen. And people's lives have been lost because of this. People have lost loved ones. Like, whole families have been, you know what I'm saying, wiped out because of this shit. But you had elected individuals, elected officials that denied it. You have elected officials that made jokes about it. And now you have elected officials, yeah, and now you have elected officials that are now putting their states in jeopardy because they're opening states up too soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, we already saw about what happened in Wisconsin. I think there was over 100 cases related to them still having that primary in Wisconsin. You know what I mean? So how many people are going to die that? I think it was like 115. Out of that 115, how many people are going to die just because people and the legislature want to make a power play and make you know, and there's there's undergrumblings about certain presidential candidates to try to push and make sure Wisconsin primary still happened on that date too. So, you know what I mean? Like the the whole thing is like, yo, people's lives are being put in jeopardy. And I also feel like people are valuing people's lives a lot less right now. Mm-hmm. So what does that say about people, young people that are ch- children now, 15 years from now, and the value that their life may be or may have at that time? You know what I mean? So it, it, it's really a sad state, you know what I'm saying, to to think about. But at the same time, it's like we got to understand that we got to make power, create power and maintain power. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the first portion of that power is making sure that people still vote in our primary. You know what I'm saying? Like our primary got pushed to June 2nd, Pennsylvania. And I think, it, you know what I mean, we talked about making a point that you feel comfortable you're physically able to go vote and you can do it safely to vote but mail-in voting is available you know what i'm saying and to make sure that you get your ballot mailed to you and make sure you mail that thing back you know what i'm saying like yeah, the ballots need to be back in in pennsylvania your ballot needs to be at your board of elections on june 2nd they cannot be dropped in the mailbox on June second. If you didn't, if you didn't put it in the mailbox by May, I'm gonna tell you May 25th. Then you yeah, need to be driving to the board of elections and dropping that thing off. Yeah, because that's a, that's a good idea. They are going to try any and everything to 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 discredit these mail-in votes, um, and. Uh, Yesterday when, you know, I did the text banking yesterday for Unite and um, first text banking, I I love text banking, Um, especially with the software that we were using. Um, It just, it made it, it made it super easy. Um, And it's you you really just don't gotta uh you don't gotta think about it you click buttons to respond to everybody you can type an actual response like a few people i had conversations with but it was really really cool but the funny thing about the text banking because you know you don't know who you're texting hopefully the number's correct maybe you got a wrong number um and so there were some folks that are republicans and their responses were wild you know Mm. wild Mm. the way people feel about mail and ballots you know some people are like i think it's unconstitutional and then other people have their statements like oh well if people can get their unemployment money and go to the store and buy tvs then they can go out and vote in person i'm like that's crazy what is wrong that's crazy like Republicans feel like Democrats are out here going to Republicans houses taking out their ballots and voting for them like ain't nobody doing that 
Yo, that last statement was just so incredibly prejudiced. That, you know what I'm saying? Just there's just so many racist undertones in that in that statement in itself that that had nothing to do with people's exercising their vote, their right to vote. Like there are people that are immunocompromised. There are people that are living, you know what I'm saying, like that have HIV positive, you know what I'm saying, or people that have, you know what I'm saying, have had liver transplants and kidney transplants, they can't afford these things. Like, so for you to just, you know what I mean, discredit, like people that are cancer survivors, people that are cancer patients, like this is a lot of, there are a lot of people that are affected by this. And for you to say that, Unconstitutional vote just speaks to you not being patriotic because you're not trying to exercise the space for everybody to be able to, to exercise the right to vote safely. Safely, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear yeah. about you opening a space, but could it be done safely? Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin proves that we wasn't ready for that some time ago. We still ain't ready for that. Like, and yeah. you can say that's the only way people can vote. Nah, you know what I'm saying? The thing about it, the reason why Republicans are scared of mail-in ballots is because they realize and they know that voter suppression in black and brown and poor communities is real. And they know that people will be empowered by a mail-in ballot because one, people don't have to leave their home. Some people can't get to, to the stage, to the, uh, the polling location for different reasons. Some people are afraid to leave their homes or don't like to leave their homes. Yeah. Some people are disabled and have trouble leaving their homes. So this mail-in ballot allows all Americans most all Americans, because there's Americans that don't have mailing addresses, and that's another conversation for another time. But a whole lot of Americans will be able to vote for the mail-in ballot. And you know what the Republicans know? There's a lot of people that get the ballot going to vote for a Democrat. So that's why you're just you're just spitting out the rhetoric about bad TVs because you still racist from 1994, and you see some news clip from the LA riots, and you see some nigga growing out in LA leaving with a TV. You've been holding on to that shit for like 20 plus years. They're so let bad. that one go, that's let that John go. <laughs> but that's what you hold on that on to that for, yep. man. Because most of the people that you talk them already got TVs, damn it. Yep. Because they got them with their tax money and now the unemployment shit. Asshole, see you don't even know what money people was using to buy the TVs, man. See that's how you got it all wrong, man. See, listen, <laughs> that is the truth. That is the truth. I mean. The, you know, and don't get me wrong, there were an overwhelming amount of texts that we received that were really nice, very supportive, but I mean, you could just tell, like, people who clearly, I yeah. guess, aren't Democrats, or if they are registered Democrats, but they still vote Republican, um, because of the region that we live in, they are just, like, anti, like, anybody who they say is a liberal. I, people were called libtards. I mean, the names are just mm. out of control. That's um, some people just responded, Trump 2020, or like, I'm voting, but I'm definitely voting for all Republicans. And I was just like, all right, have a good day. Like, all right. So, okay. Want? What you want? Okay. But literally, mail in ballots are, you know, a game changer. I think that, uh, and I did, you know what else I said to someone else? I was like, well, you know, um, mail-in ballots are very similar to absentee ballots. So is that uh, unconstitutional? Because what's the difference? Right. Before it was just, there had to be an actual reason why you use an absentee ballot. But technically, if I always wanted to never have to go and vote in person, I could have always been an absentee ballot voter. Yep. Is somebody checking me to make sure I ain't home on election day? No. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. The mail-in ballots are important. I actually wanted to pull up some deadlines. I want to say May 27th is the last day you can apply for the ballot, right? May 26th. May 26th. Okay, yeah. May 26th. And then the voter registration deadline, is that the 19th? Let me see if that's right here. Yep, May 19th. That's May 19th. Right. May 19th is the last day to register to vote um, or change your voter registration um, status. You know, if you were away at school and now you're home, you need to change your voter registration status so that you can vote at your 
home, um, well, no. Register to vote and then request your mail-in ballot. Do it all at the same time. <laughs> Do all of that at the same time. Yes, and then also we don't have like the specifics aren't out. And um, Marty, you may know more information, but they're limiting the number of polling locations this upcoming primary election. We're not going to have as many uh, polling places open because of yeah. this virus. Right. That's a pretty significant number. Um, right. I'm hearing 130 polling locations in June. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, and I'm pretty sure my polling location will be one of those locations that get closed. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we have it's a small it's a small place, but there's people that come vote, but it's less than 75 sometimes on primary. So we'll probably. Oh, and I live in an area where there's a lot of senior citizens and. If you know Pittsburgh, if you've been to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is a lot of hills and mountains, you know what I'm saying? So we're talking about a lot of seniors that are having to come up off these hills to go vote in the middle of a pandemic still ongoing is dangerous. Yeah. So once again, the people that were talking about mail-in votes being a no-no, like you got people that are going to be playing danger. Um, but yeah, they're going to close a lot of places. But I wanted to say real quick, um, if you're trying to get information about where to vote, um, and you're online, you can go to www.votespa.com, V-O-T-E-S-P-A.com yeah. to uh, get information on voting. If you're not online and you need to call, because one thing I'm saying is what's, what's being forgotten now is everybody doesn't have the internet yeah. and everybody can apply online and people still need to call. So if you need to call sure this number was my that number is 1877-VOTES-PA, 1877-V-O-T-E-S-P-A, so 1877-VOTES-PA, you know, I'm going to call, get a, a ballot for you, your neighbor, your aunt, your grandma, you know what I'm saying, the people that you should be checking in on and have been checking in on, yep. make sure that they got a mail-in ballot so they ain't going out to go vote because they yep. don't know how to do the mail-in ballot, because this whole shit is confusing for a lot of people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So think about some ways to help some of your neighbors. Hopefully there's some churches that's doing that right now and possibly trying to help get some of their uh, parishioners uh, mail-in ballots um, applications in to possibly to keep people safe because there's going to be some seniors that's going to go out and vote just because that's what they're used to and because they didn't know how to get this mail about. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to definitely talk to my pastor about that too because he's so involved with just making sure he's feeding the community and providing resources for um, the young people and, you know, the elderly. Um, But I want to make sure he's letting everyone know about mail-in ballots and um, he's not that he I know he knows but that he can remember to share with everyone because that's definitely our vulnerable popu- vulnerable population we want to make sure um, has that information most so. definitely most definitely and yeah last thing before we get to our game that we want to talk about is the protests that are happening around the country Listen, uh, you know what these protests at these state um houses just blow my mind it 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 blows my mind that people are out here protesting for our our government to open back up our states which isn't the best advice medically instead of protesting that our government creates this space of a, a safety net a welfare so that you don't have to be you know um you don't feel forced to go back to work and put your safety in danger you know, it's like, what is, what is wrong with y'all? Like, I don't understand. And then there was a powerful image of some, you know, the, the, the white men in the state house with their guns screaming in their police office, in the police officers' faces. And it's just like, oh, but where, where are the blue lives that we care so much about? Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. It just honestly to to me, um, what's gonna happen is there's gonna be a division. There's already a division in this country, but there's gonna be a greater divide amongst the people that that wanna open up their states and people that wanna keep their states closed for safety purposes. 
And this is going to be a real war. You know what I'm saying? Because it comes down to a thing of control. And like we talked about a lot of white people feeling like black people for the first time in their life. And this is what it feels like to be shut out of something yep. and not have control of something and not to be able to do something. Yep. So then you got all these people that are saying all this, no freedom, no liberty in front of a Baskin Robbins, like lady, like go home and eat a lettuce salad with cucumbers with the hard part cut off. Like your life's not hard because you couldn't right. get 31 flavors. Literally. You know what I'm saying? But it just really just comes down to the selfishness of a lot of people in this country as well. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, like, man, there's this is a tell of two countries. This is a tell of three countries, for real, for real. Because there are definitely some people in this country living in third world conditions, let's be real. And some are in the state of Pennsylvania. We can talk about that too. You know what I'm saying? So you got people, these are first world problems that people are out there upset about. They couldn't get a haircut or because they couldn't get an impossible burger at their favorite bar and grill parlor on a corner. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So that's what this is. It's, it's really just a true selfishness of, of people here. Um, and it's dangerous. And it's really dangerous. And it's going to put a lot more people in in danger. And it's going to be medical professionals and essential workers that are now going to put in harm's way again because you have a bunch of selfish people that want their country, their state, or whatever to open up so they can have some freedoms that people in other countries don't even have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like essential stuff is open now. So the things that you need to live right now are open. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that real. Certain things are not that real. You know what I'm saying? You do not need your drill bits right now, sir. You can get them on Amazon. You know what I mean? Like you out there getting furniture. Right. Who's coming over? You getting outside furniture, you get patio furniture for what, Barbara? Patty. Listen, what do you need to chase now shares for? There's things you can order online. If you try to you buy know, it, you know, patio furniture, like you're privileged enough to figure it out on where you can shop online. You get a lot of stuff. Like we just bought furniture, but did we need to go to the store? No. Like, I, I don't know. People are just I mean, I mean, I think it really plays to like I said, it plays to the selfishness thing. And then it also, once again, plays to the class and the racism. It yeah. plays to classism and racism. You know what I'm saying? And then even to an extent, ageism. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're trying to jeopardize our elder populations. You know what I'm saying? From day one, the elder populations have been in danger. You know what I'm saying? How many young assholes somewhere brought this back to their grandparents or great aunt? You know, then it plays to the jobs that people have, you know what I'm saying? And who's more in jeopardy now working in a grocery store, working in a fast food place, you know what I'm saying? Or being a registered nurse, you know what I'm saying? Like these jobs belong to him, you know what I'm saying? Like these these jobs belong to our people. So, you know what I'm saying? Black and brown people, people from poor communities, you know what I'm saying? A lot of jobs that women hold, like these are the things like it's, it's really going to like try to take out a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Just so people can have their freedoms. You know what I'm saying? You think about what the country is built on, right? It was built on a lot of people dying. Yep. Some people could have their freedoms. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's where we're at oh, again. Mm-hmm. For real, we're for real. Repeating. That's where we're, we're at repeating. again. Yep. We are repeating our history. I just. It's wild, man. You ain't going to catch me out at nobody's bar, beach, barbershop, nowhere. No time soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can hear me here and look at old pictures. That's the only way you're going to be seeing me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? going to be in that Florida Because we love Florida. And I was like, we're definitely not going to Florida until, like, 2022. Yeah, that's how I feel about New York. I love New York. And I don't think I'll be going to New York for a couple years. Yeah. I got up there. But it's going to be hard for me to travel to New York for a few reasons. You know what I'm saying, but I just I just don't see me being able to get to get to New York anytime soon. Cause it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I love New York. I love New York, but I just I just won't be able to get there. Yeah, I mean, but anybody that's listening in New York or Florida, Texas, Chicago, out in the West Coast, New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Like we send you love. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? We keeping your thoughts and our prayers. And there's a lot of people just like us is doing the same thing. Mm. So you know what I'm saying? Stay strong and we're gonna get through this, y'all. We Straight are up. we definitely are. We're gonna push us through with these, you know, with these episodes and 
you know, just try to, you know, push, push the needle with us being informed and like taking power and control of what we can. Like there's mm -hmm. stuff out there we can change and we can fix. Um, we've seen it before in our region. Um, I say this all the time, like clearly I'm biased because summer is my friend, but at the end of the day, summer is a powerhouse. And um, what no she question. has done by changing the, um, she kind of changed what our expectation is of what we can get up in Harrisburg. And that's why they're running somebody against her because they don't like that. They don't like that she's putting the power in the hands of the people that elected her to serve. And um, they wanna shut her up. So um, that means we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and we need to keep mm -hmm. pushing and fighting and growing that, um, that narrative. I tell Summer this all the time. She went up to Harrisburg and she put, she put batteries in other people's back to be like, oh, well, if Summer's gonna do it, all right, I'm gonna mm -hmm. step up with her. And Most that's definitely. what we need. Sometimes you need that spark. And she is that mm -hmm. spark. Um, and um, she is unapologetic about that. And there's so many other um, electeds out here that are like that. And we need to find them, keep them, um, have them mentor more people so that we can grow this. So that when we are old and people are trying to make good decisions so that us, when we are vulnerable can have what we need that that's where they need to learn from so you know we won't keep rocking out with this no question no question and you know before we get out of here let's get around the black card and and then um we just we just keep it going you know what i'm saying get into our weeks real quick and um i'm pretty sure like everybody else i'm excited to see the last dance we recording this on sunday so i'm excited to see the next two episodes of last dance and also to end my night with insecure i actually oh. missed last i missed last week's episode oh so just watch so them both. Like, i gotta double so up yeah sunday. i'm so excited it is sunday insecure and i'm a housewives of atlanta girl and they're finally doing the virtual reunion tonight and it seems nice and juicy so oh, i will be listening okay. to my girls in atlanta because that's my other city i love the a shout out to the a i got some homies that live down there some fam that's down there i love atlanta oh. so much so Sunday night TV is giving me all the good vibes that we need right now. Yeah. <laughs> and Insecure got uh, ex extended for season five, so. Yeah, as it should. They know good TV. Listen. Like, the way that show is shot, the characters, like, the way it's written, great show. You know what I'm saying? HBO, HBO, that's one thing I say. HBO knows a good show. Like, they, they, they run some of the best, the best shows, for real, for real. Some of my best TV shows. Have come on HBO, so they know what the deal is. Definitely, definitely. All right, so you got the new, you got the new box. I'm on, I'm on first edition. I'm on, on first edition, and you can ask got like eighth or fifth edition. I know. She got the new a, I got the first edition. This is the fifth edition. The fifth one. That's the new one. Yeah. You got the new game. You know, you kids, they got the new game. Listen. You got the new game. You got the new game. All right. Uh... I got the wildest film. I'm going to get one of these wrong today. Even before we start recording, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this genre wrong. I hope I prove myself wrong, but I feel like I'm about to get this mm -hmm. thing wrong. Let me let me um, mix them up because I feel like I don't want to pick. I'm just gonna pick a random. All right, right y'all going first? Yep. All right. Uh, this is easy. This actress played the voice of Huey and Riley Freeman on Boondocks. A. Regina Hall. B. Issa Rae. C. Regina King. Or D. Taraji P. Henson. Mm. Oh yeah, that's my homegirl Regina King. Yeah. 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 You do be getting them two Regina's mixed up though. But you do, and of course they put do. both of them on there, like because yeah. that would have been me. I'd be like, uh, which Regina? Right. <laughs> yeah, Regina King. Yeah, that's cool. All right. All right. I don't lose. I might lose on this one. 
right. I feel like we had asked that one before. All right. Oh, man. Okay. Uh oh. This is a good question. This is a good question. I, I hope you get it right, though. All right. Which historically black fraternity was the last to be admitted to the Divine Nine? A, Omega Psi Phi, B, Iota Phi Theta, C, Alpha Kappa Psi, or D, Phi Beta Sigma? Which one was the last to be admitted to the Divine Nine? Which one was B? B was Iota Phi Theta. That's my answer. Your answer is correct. Yeah! Iota Phi Theta was the last was the last HB's uh what made me nervous I thought you was gonna say SG Row and I didn't know which one was before and I thought uh, it was both of them on there. Oh yeah no I was just fraternities. Oh okay it just fraternities. Fraternity. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't remember the year. I want to say nineteen seventy five but I might be wrong but I know it was at Morgan State okay. that I had a five day that was founded at okay. and Omega Phi was founded at Alma Mount Alma Mater. Oh, Howard University. Okay. Cap Alpha Sad. That was Indiana. Indiana, Bloomington. Yeah. yeah. And Phi Beta Sigma was also founded at my alma mater, Howard University. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's dope. But shout yeah, out we to everybody both, in a divine nine. I yeah, am shout out to everybody. Shout out to y'all. I'm not either, but I definitely support y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, while we're on here, let me shout out Omega Sad Five. The Q's in Pittsburgh because they've been doing, they've been putting in work, uh, food banks, um, you know what I mean? So making sure the communities and families are getting fed. And he also came out the community empowerment and helped us give food for our uh, neighborhood food pickup last Saturday. So we've done three of those. We'll probably be doing another one in the next two weeks. So we'll put the information up. But shout out to Mega Sapphire for, for them brothers, you know, you know what I'm saying, stepping up and putting our work. Yes, I like this shout out too. I want to shout out my homie, my home girl, but she could be like my mama too, Halima Tammy Thompson. I just absolutely adore her. She is um, oh, executive yeah. director of Circles Greater Pittsburgh. I mean, she is just the dopest of the dopest. She is out here hustling, grinding, helping everybody that needs help. If somebody reaches out to Tammy and needs something, she's going to make sure you get she's it. Gonna make so it yeah. She is nonstop working out here. Um, and I just, I want to give her a shout out. I, I'm, I sit on her board, but I am just personally honored to know her and to um, have that connection to her and support and push her. So, you know, shout out to Halima. Shout out to everybody, though, out here who is doing something for somebody else, making sure people right. are good out here, because these times are rough, and we got to stick together. Yeah, we all we got. Yeah. We all we got, y'all. We are. So this was episode 10. 10. We doing it, though, bro. We doing it. <laughs> all right. So that's it. We love y'all, man. Everybody stay safe. Yeah. See you. Be blessed. Be blessed. Love y'all.